0: Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN one FM and 8.50 AM WRUF.
1: Hello and welcome into a Wednesday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Sam? Producing the uh, broadcast today, uh, pretty uh, a potpourri of guests today. Uh, hope to have uh, Savannah Webster, who is the softball coach at Santa Fe College. Uh, they open their season this weekend. Hopefully, they're going to join. She will join us. Gator baseball player Kobe Halter. Uh, Gators begin practice for the season uh, Friday. He'll join us. Uh, then Ramaya Elliott from Gator Track. And Bob Nightingale from USA Today will talk about the Baseball uh, Hall of Fame inductees who were elected. They are the crime dog, Fred McGriff and Scott Rowland. Todd Helton just missed uh, by about two or three percentage points of getting in. He'll he'll get in next year. Um, you know what? I, I've always been a believer of this. And in this, you know, instant coffee world we live in, where you know on Twitter something has to happen right now, a lot of people looked at uh, what Florida got or didn't get in some ways via the transfer portal. Well, these other schools are going. Well, part of this is if you entered the portal in before the deadline then you still had time to make your decision. Well, all of a sudden, Florida has, uh, and Billy Napier has done a pretty good job there. Uh, They just got uh, an offensive lineman, uh, 24-7 sports, as far as I know, first reporting this. We confirmed it um, from who had played at Kentucky. So that's the 10th player... To join Florida via the portal. He was a former five star prospect. So, again, Mr. Goodwin comes to Florida. And that offensive line group, and what Florida has done, what they lost, they've gone out and tried to target. So, I want at least to throw that out there and report that to you. Of course, tonight, Gator Men's Basketball will have it for you at 6.30. Florida's got to win this game. I mean, you you, you just have to win this game. You you cannot afford not to. Uh, the women's basketball team got some good news. Uh, Lila Reynolds named a McDonald's All-American. Just the second athlete in Gator Women's Basketball history to earn that honor. So Florida not doing great this year, but help is on the way. So congratulations to her. Uh, let's get some phone calls. We will hear from you today. 392-8255. You can email srussell at com. That is our uh, normal way to get us here. And we will hopefully talk with you around our guests today. Tomorrow, the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly here. Uh, Tom Luganbill from ESPN. You see him on college football broadcast. He talks recruiting, too. We're going to get with him to get his thoughts on this whole portal, NIL business. And hopefully Ben Brown from Pro Football Focus here as well. Um, and then we've got some other guests coming up next week. Hopefully, my main man, James Bates, will be here. I'm looking forward to that. All right. Uh, yesterday, oh, l- l- let me do my baseball bit here, okay? I'm watching when I got home yesterday, because they, the, they had the announcement, I think, after four yesterday. Scott Rowland uh, deserves to be there. Right, And one of the things I do like is that they have these committees now that can take a second look at people who, you know, the first time around for whatever the reason, um, didn't make it. And that's where Fred McGriff comes in. This is a case to me where a guy... On his final try, didn't get in, and he should have been in a long time ago. His name is Jeff Kent. Jeff Kent's offensive numbers as a second baseman scream for him to be in the Hall of Fame. And I think he will get in via this you know, veterans group or whatever that is. But two things held him back. One... Uh, he was considered kind of surly and, and according to some, not a great teammate. But let me tell you something that he did. When he played for San Francisco, who hit in front of him? Anybody know? Sam, you want to guess who hit in front of Jeff Kent when he was in San Francisco? Some dude named Bonds. Okay? How many times did teams walk Barry Bonds and have Jeff Kent come up to try to deliver. That's a lot of pressure on a hitter, right? Because you know a a lot of times you're going to get but that also gives you opportunities and he had opportunities and did a heck of a job and the second thing, so he wasn't a great defensive second baseman either Um, so matter of fact, I won't give you the guy's name. One of the great Nicknames of all time was given to a Gator player by Andy Lopez when he was coaching baseball here. Had a second baseman here who could really hit and wasn't much of a fielder. He called him the skillet. Think about it, right? Instead of a glove, a skillet. Um, and that's what I think hurt Jeff Kent too. But he, I think, was the snub this time. And unfortunately, there's not guys here that scream out to be in the hall. Alex Rodriguez got next to nothing in support. Manny Ramirez, next to nothing in support. You know why. Ben Shelton, his run over at the Australian Open, but what a run. Great for him. Great for the sport. Great for for the university to have that. So really cool. Uh, I was hoping Coach would call us today, but for some reason we don't have her, so we hope to get rescheduled. So we'll take calls, three nine two eight two five five. You can email uh, russell at wruf.com. And uh, B.B. says... Stayed up late to watch Ben. He showed some good fight to win that third set after looking a little gassed in the second. Looks like he has the tools needed to develop and compete. Rough edges still. Good, young, quality kid with excellent support and family. Gator basketball, He says another scrappy win, 59-52. Gator Mike, hello.
2: So, Steve, these Gator, these Gator basketball games are the worst kind of games because nothing happens for you if you win. But if you lose, it's just absolutely backbreaking. Yes. You know, considering the stretch that's coming up right now. Um, and, you know, South Carolina is a team that's had our number a little bit over the past
1: few years. Especially in the O'Connell so, Center.
2: Right, right. And, you know, I was obviously not able to go to as many basketball games during the COVID year. But one of the few that I went to was actually South Carolina. And so I've, I'm a junior at UF now, and all three seasons – or the first two seasons, I guess, that South Carolina played here, I watched our guys lose to them. So I'm hoping to see a win tonight. But, I mean, do, I, do you think this team has South Carolina in their head at all? Like, is, is that going to be a factor tonight?
1: I don't think so. Cause I, I think you've got, fr- first of all, it's a new coach here and a new coach there. So, right. you know, you're not playing Frank Martin's, you know, rough and tumble physical you know kind of kind of game that that he played and it's a you know a a pretty new group of kids bo- on both teams so no I, I i i don't think that plays into it tonight I, if if the coaches had been the same and some of the kids had been the same maybe but i don't think so now
2: and then so against mississippi state it was the first time we actually started hot and then cooled off usually I think with every yeah, the
1: other other way around, conference
2: yeah. Conference game we had this season. It's been the other way. What I mean, I didn't really see anything different other than that shots were going down at, that don't normally. I mean, was was there a switch that clicked, or do you think it had something to do with where Mississippi State was mentally?
1: Well, remember, Florida scored sixty-one points. It isn't like they you know lit it up and scored eighty or eighty-five, but. You know, Mark Wise is a smart dude, and you know I've learned a lot from him. And he's right when he says this, Mike. A lot of coaches always preach defense and rebounding, defense and rebounding, defense, and I get it, right? But the object of basketball is to put the ball in the net. Right. You, you got to score, so it doesn't have to be you know ninety to eighty eight, but that's the object of the game. So no, for
2: sure, I'm more just saying that. You know, most of the games, let's take the Texas A&M game, the second time we played them, for example. The first half, we were on pace to score 24 points, right? right? Obviously, we scored more than that. Um, the Mississippi State game, the first 10 minutes of the game, we were on pace to score 70 or 80. So that's what I mean by starting faster. It doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the final score, but we have had objectively worse offense in the first 10 minutes of the games in every game this season except Mississippi State. Yep. So I'm more wondering if that's something we could replicate or not.
1: Well, I, that's a great question. I, I, I bet you Todd Golden is wondering that same question. Mike, I appreciate right, your call. All right, thank you. Thank you, sir. Twelve fourteen. time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. We're going to hopefully hear from Gator baseball player Kobe Halter, ESPN 98.1 FM, fifty AM, WYUF.
0: Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Daniel Haviv. Tonight, Gators
3: men's basketball hosts South Carolina at the Odo. Florida is coming off of a tight victory on the road against Mississippi State and will look for their fifth SEC win of the season. Coverage for the game begins here at 6.30 PM. For some local high school boys basketball, some notable games tonight include Oak Hall against Keystone Heights and Columbia at Hawthorne. Both games will tip off at 7.30 p.m. Former Gators tennis star Ben Shelton has emerged on the global tennis scene as he qualified for the final eight of the Australian Open. And in the NBA, the Orlando Magic are in action tonight against the Indiana Pacers. The Magic will look to make it three wins in their last four games. That's your Gainesville
0: Sports Center. I'm Daniel Haviv. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF.
1: Been telling you for a long time now about Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville at 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. Was just there the other day. Really impressed with the vehicles they have in their lot right now. Great selection, great variety, great price points. And that's what's terrific about what they do. They give you, the consumer, a really good selection and a wide variety of vehicles to choose from. Cars, trucks, SUVs, foreigns, domestics, they're all there. You want to go online first and check them out before you go see them? You can do that, secars.com. Very simple to do. All the info is there for you. Or go see them in person, Northeast 39th Avenue, and you can check out the vehicles for yourself. They're good people. Their sales staff, always there to help, never tries to hard sell you. I'm a customer. I have been for a long time. I trust them you can trust them as well when you go see him in person make sure and tell him sports scene sent you to the good people at southeast car agency who don't have to go through yet another year with that knee pain or back pain people with chronic joint pain are getting real lasting relief from qc kinetics hey it's steve russell qc kinetics are the nation's leader in advanced regenerative medicine Their unique protocols use healing agents from your own body to target aching joints repairing and restoring damaged tissue so you can move again with no surgery, no drugs, and no downtime. Got shoulder pain? Excruciating hip pain? If you have any arthritis pain or lingering pain from an injury, don't let them operate on you or give you more steroids and say no to the pain pills. Call QC Kinetics and see if their life-changing, all-natural treatments can get you living your best life in the new year. I'm telling you, people are raving about these treatments. This is the future of joint pain management, and appointments are available as soon as the next week. Make 2023 the year you say goodbye to joint pain. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala and the Villages, 352-400-4550, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics.
4: Are you busy with work, family, and after-school activities? Give your kitchen the night off and let Miappa do the cooking for you. With scrumptious comfort food and a variety of family meals for all sizes and palates, everyone is picking up dinner from Miapa. Stop by the Jonesville location or the Alachua and Gainesville Staples. Order ahead at www.miapalatincafe.com and pick up from any one of their three locations. Or drive through for your meal at the Jonesville and Gainesville locations. Miappa Latin Cafe, home of the best family meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And don't forget about their award-winning coffee that's always made with cuban love and available from sunrise
1: to late night where are you heading this year no matter where your travels may take you you want to get there safely and securely and that means knowing your vehicle is up for the challenge hi steve russell here don't roll the dice with the chain stores take your vehicle to the same place i do Dave Mays Automotive. People in the area have been trusting Dave Mays Automotive since they opened their doors way back in 1975. Imports, domestics, diesel, fleet service, they can handle anything from engines, A.C. and heating, transmissions, tires, brake service, and more. And don't forget about their famous bug check. They go over your entire car, making sure there's no nasty surprises waiting for you. Dave Mays Automotive is at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car.
0: Coming in February, Florida Gator Baseball, right here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 981 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF.
1: Well, Gator Baseball and Gator Softball, for that matter, not very far away. In fact, Gator Baseball begins practices for the season Friday. And one of the veteran players back is my next guest. He is infielder Colby Halter. Halter, what's up, man? How are you?
5: Hey Steve, how you
1: doing? I'm doing um, all right. Doing pretty good. Yeah, man. Thanks for doing this. Uh, let's let's begin. Uh, you know, you just you 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 could have left school and gone pro. You didn't. Why'd you come back?
5: Yeah, uh, you know, there's a lot of reasons, but I think number one is that um, you know Gainesville is a pretty special place, and our program's a pretty special program. Um, and I love being here. You know, and I I wanted to be a Gator my whole life, and uh, it means a lot to wear the orange and blue.
1: As you go into the season, you know, you played some second. You played some third. You can play the infield. Uh, will you still play both? Will you stay, stay at third, or do you know what that's going to be yet?
5: Yeah. Um, it's a little bit It's the beginning of the season. You know, the, the lineup at the beginning of the season is usually not the lineup at the end. So um, <laughs> That's you never true. Know. But yeah. uh, I think I'll probably start at third this year, and then, um, you know, But we practice all of them, and I pride myself on being able to be all around the dirt, so.
1: You know, last year you guys rallied. It wasn't a good start, obviously. You had a young, a lot of young guys, you know, pitching for you. All those guys now are a year older and you get some help in in the portal. Uh, as you look at your pitchers, what do you see?
5: Yeah, I think our pitching staff is um definitely one of the most talented in the country and um not that that's not the norm around here, but uh we're definitely looking pretty seasoned this year and um, I'm excited to see them take a big step forward, so
1: I know you know you've been here for a while. Everybody wants to you know maybe work on an on an aspect of their game you know over the summer to now. Any particular right. area that you did uh, in, along those lines?
5: Yeah, um, you know I'm constantly trying to improve as a player, but uh, definitely took a big step forward at the plate this summer and kind of just got back to being my natural self at the plate and um, looking forward to a big year. So.
1: You know, it's it's great because when you guys start practice, you, you'll have some scrimmages. Fans can come out and watch. You guys enjoy that when fans come out and watch you practice?
5: Oh, yeah, it's awesome. Um, it's awesome for us, and I know it's awesome as a fan, too. I, You know, growing up, I was a Gator baseball fan, and going to scrimmages is something really fun. You get to kind of see the game from a different perspective and um, be around when there's not a ton of people. So we interact with fans, and I uh, love seeing them come out, take pictures and everything like that. So we'd love to have some fans come out.
1: You know, I think it says a lot about this program that last year may have been a, quote, down year, even though you host a regional. Is that motivation at all for this year?
5: Yeah. Um, you know, everyone always says it's a new year, but there's definitely some wounds lingering. You know, losing is not fun, and uh something we all remember, especially as older guys, and um, we're definitely looking forward to making a run this year in the postseason, hopefully. And, um, you know, that's kind of what we preach every day. That's our goal, and um, everyone knows
1: that. Colby Halter, our guest here, Gator Baseball player. Gator's getting set to open practice uh, Friday for the season. You look at these polls, Colby. You guys are in every one of them in the top ten somewhere, but there's a heck of a lot of SEC teams there, too. This league yeah. might be really crazy this year.
5: Yeah, the league. the league's always really good. There's no doubt about that.
1: And you, you look at what, you know, has gone on here. Um, you w- with your time here, where do you think you've improved the most from when you first stepped on campus to now?
5: I'd say, um, probably defensively, honestly. Chuck Duralman is a great uh infield coach and also, you know, just getting um mentally tougher. It's it's not easy to play in this league and um college baseball is a whole different beast than high school or anything you've ever done before it so i'd say mentally and uh, on the defensive side for sure
1: you know i i don't know and i sometimes forget this even though i travel with you guys at, at times you know it's a long year i mean major yeah. league guys play 162 but you guys can play you know 70 games if the season works out right how much of a grind sometimes even when you're winning how much of a grind is it sometimes over the course of a year
5: yeah, you know it's it's definitely a long year. I I look back on uh, from my freshman year and I feel like I've been here a hundred years, but it's only been two and a half. You know, um, and I feel like I've grown so much in the past three years. So it's definitely a grind, but we all love it, and um, I wouldn't wake up and choose to do anything different any day. So,
1: last question: There's always new faces. Uh, can you tell us about some of them, and and do some have a chance to you know crack the lineup or, or be on the mound a little bit?
5: Yeah, we've we've definitely got some uh, guys that um, could definitely get in the lineup or get on the mound. Uh, obviously, Hurston Waldrip's a big name, and um, he's going to do really good stuff for us. And then we've got transfer Dale Thomas, and Kate uh, Curlin's a freshman I'm really excited about, real hard worker. Um, but, yeah, there's a bunch of guys. Cleet Hardsog uh, on the mound. But, yeah, we're excited, and, um, you know, we're just looking forward to competing as a team and having a great year.
1: Well, on that note, again, the Gators start practice Friday. It's open. There will be some scrimmages. You can t- check them out. and You can check out Colby Halter, too. Always appreciate your time, Colby. We'll see you during the year, man. Thank you. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate you got it. Yep. Colby Halter uh, joining us here talking a little Gator baseball on Sports Scene. All right. We'll open the phone lines back up for you 392 8255. You can email uh, russell at wruf.com. Um, Gator baseball and softball have a chance to be really, really good. Really good. Now, you know, injury that you never know about that. But here's one big difference I see with baseball already. Okay. When Florida went to the bullpen last year, they had to use a lot of young arms. And, you know, sometimes when you hit SEC play, that can be a little up and down. It was up and down. Well, now those guys are a year older, and they've been through the grind now. That, I think, will pay dividends, and that will really lengthen Florida's bullpen. And I get asked this all the time, and I'll I'll get calls first, uh, about, you know, who's going to be the three starters, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'll give you my thought as we go here. Uh, Greg, hello.
6: Hey, see, Hey, it was a great interview. And, in fact, I actually enjoyed that young athlete mentioning about wanting to be a Gator. And um, sometimes you hear it and you just take it with a grain of salt. But I could sincerely hear his, uh, you know, grew up wanting to be a Gator. And I, I appreciate that as a lifelong Gator fan. And I'm not even a baseball fan. But I wanted to ask you about those, Steve, ties with in with baseball. You know, we watch the unregulated for now. Hopefully they'll do some regulation on NIL. And I get down on the state of college basketball and football. But with baseball,
2: I'm not seeing that happen. Maybe it isn't being covered, Steve, but you're a big baseball guy, and I'll listen off air, but maybe you could talk about that. Why is it so impactful, NIL, it's so
6: impactful in college football and basketball with athletes and buying athletes, but we're not seeing that in baseball? And, And I'll listen to your answer off air and go Gators.
1: Okay, thank you. Greg, I think there's a general answer here. All right, and let me try this. If you take out football and basketball and you were to say, who has an NIL deal that's worth a lot of money? I was watching television last night and I saw a commercial for a product and it was LSU's gymnast doing it. She has a huge uh, social media following and she has a huge NIL deal. But she is the exception. It's it's the two big sports. Not that, you know, there may be an individual with baseball that does, but that's just the reality of where it is. I'm not saying that some players don't, but it's not going to be, in my opinion, at the dollar level that it is for, you know, football and basketball. Jay, hello.
7: Hey, how's it going, Steve? All right, Jay. Hey, that was a really good interview, and uh, it really got me thinking uh, about me watching some Gator baseball this year. Um, My question is to you is, okay, so I want to get back into watching some MLB, and I know you're a big uh, baseball guy, so this is how I'm going to word my question. So in the NBA, three stars I'm going to name is LeBron James, Steph Curry, and Luka Doncic. For me to follow some MLB baseball, Could you give me some MLB stars that I can follow and watch this year and maybe, you know, get me back to watching some baseball?
1: Wow. Okay. I I will do that over the course of the day because there would be about 30 I could give you depending on what you're looking for. Okay? Okay. For example, if you're a pitching guy, well, I mean, Justin Verlander, you know, not because he's a Met, but I mean – He's a great story because he's going to be 40 years old. He's coming off, you know, with Cy Young. You know, if you're going off, uh, you know, players, I mean, I mean, there's tons of them. So I'll give, I'll give it some thought. But I don't want to just say, you know, here's three random guys. I'll try to give you, as I think about it, who I think the top three pitchers and the top three hitters would be to, to go along that route.
7: Man, I'm going to be tuned in all
1: day. I really <laughs> appreciate that. <laughs> all right, Jay. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 1229 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 981 FM, 850 AM, WYUF.
0: Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN, 981 FM, 850 AM, W R U F. Happy New Year. With the NFL playoffs and NBA All-Star Weekend upon us, it's
6: time to upgrade your home entertainment with help from Electronics World. Hi, this is Tom Collette. At Electronics World, we can get you into a new Sony 4K big screen TV or design and install a home theater room for less than you might think. We'll put you right in the middle of the action for every score. Come see for yourself. Visit our showroom at Electronics World in Gainesville today or online at electronicsworld.net.
8: Well, you did it. You're an adult now. And you know you're an adult because this is a commercial about saving money on your credit card balances, and that probably got you a little excited. Radiant Credit Union's Visa credit card has a super low introductory rate and no balance transfer fee. So now you can transfer your balances to Radiant, pay less interest, and clear that debt off faster. Pretty wild stuff, huh? Just wait until you start comparing fiber supplements. Visit RadiantCU.org forward slash balance to apply today and let us help you define your financial future.
9: Hi, I'm Maria
8: Youngblood, an attorney at Melden Law and graduate from the University of Florida. Everybody knows that Melden Law is the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators, but since we first opened our doors in 1971, we've been the community partner of Gainesville in North Central Florida. Meldon Law is there through all kinds of weather
9: with offices in Gainesville, Lake City, and Ocala. Learn more at meldonlaw.com. Again, that's meldonlaw.com. Melden Law, we won't back down.
0: My partners had told me I should get my knee replaced. I was in my 40s, and I decided that I wouldn't do that.
10: That's orthopedic surgeon Dr. John Herzog, who found regenerative medicine years ago and became a believer. It changed my life around. It improved me to a point where I was able to jog again. That's when Dr. Herzog switched his focus from surgery to helping his patients with natural biologics. I've treated at least 5,000 patients.
0: I believe your body has everything it needs to heal itself.
10: Today, you'll find Dr. Herzog at QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in this exciting field of medicine that can give lasting pain relief with no downtime, no drugs, and no surgery.
0: I have patients coming up to me that I did 10 years ago saying,
10: you know, Doc, my elbow's still working great. I'm playing tennis three days a week. Call QC Kinetics now to explore alternative ways to deal with your pain. It's a free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352 400 Now with offices in Gainesville,
7: Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550.
0: From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update.
11: Warm and windy early on today, then a broken squall line of thunderstorms should push through our area from northwest to southeast. Damaging wind gusts and heavy rain rates will be possible at times. Behind that line of storms tonight, skies clearing and temperatures dropping. Lows in the morning in the low 40s. Sunny skies and staying breezy tomorrow afternoon. Highs barely making it to 60. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski.
0: Keyshawn Jay, Will And Max Key
1: yeah, I'm thinking about For uh, Valentine's Day With the wife Thinking like Some chocolates Some flowers Maybe do like A nice dinner Something like that Answer Max, question What's what Valentine's Day you want to go? <sighs> you want to go? We made
0: up holiday.
1: So you don't do anything. For you, you do nothing day.
3: for
0: Valentine's. Day. What are they, What are they gonna do in there? It's 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 ground Day. P J and Max weekday mornings at six, right here on ESPN ninety eight FM eight fifty AM W R U F athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The home of the Florida Gators. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF.
1: Alright, I'm going to Go halfway here with the question I was asked about you know top three baseball players to watch. Two come to mind right away: Ohtani, Aaron Judge. I mean, it, it, it's hard not to, to say, based on last year, you know those two guys. Right now, who's the who's the other one? Oh my God! There, I mean, you could. I, I can't – those two come to mind, the third one you could toss up, right? I mean, Machado, Betts, uh, just a whole bunch. I'll do the pitchers in a minute. John is up. Hi, John.
12: Hey, good afternoon, Steve. Uh, Before I get to my Ben Sheldon comment, um, you know, you talked about the Gator baseball team last night where they got that regional – and it was a tale of two games in that last game against Oklahoma where we were just, I wouldn't say we were dominating, but at the, at the mound we were dominating because I was sitting behind home plate and, and I could just see the Oklahoma players just l- logging up to the mound, up to the plate because they were just so, the heat was just taking a toll on them. And then, you know, that long rain delay and they got, re- I guess, rejuvenated and, you know, in result that they, uh, they they benefited by the cool weather in that in the, in, at the end of that game. So I just, think you know with the florida weather was was a factor until the rain delay i just thought that was kind of a shame for them
1: yep Yeah, you
12: know, so anyway you know it's looking forward to baseball this year uh ben sheldon you know he bowed out i know you probably talked about it at the beginning of the show but uh you know he lost three three sets to one but the first and fourth set he he had his opportunities there and at one or two points or you know you know, cost him the match. So I am I'm I'm excited and I'm proud of what what he's done so far in the Australian Open. I hope he can build on it. And I guess if you could say a a glaring weakness that I see in his game right now is his return of serve. Um I mean Tommy Paul is a, is one of the up and coming Americans who has a great serve. But I just thought that, you know, both of these guys serve pretty well. So looking forward to seeing what he can do and hopefully he can uh, build on it and, and, and continue success.
1: Yeah, and I hope I hope that now, uh, you know, people aren't going to look at Shelton and think, well, he should be in the, you know, uh, in every tournament he should be in the top eight or something. I mean, he's twenty right. years old. He made right. a heck of a run, and let's yep. see, let's hope he builds on it. And certainly, I'm sure he'd be the first to tell you, you know, there's aspects of his game at this level, you know, he's gonna need to, he's going to need to get better at. But look. Who's playing on house money, so it was kind of cool.
12: Yeah, you're right. That's right, man. Hey, great show, Steve, as always, and talk to you later.
1: Thank you, John. Uh, okay, my pitchers, when he's healthy, when he's healthy, Jacob deGrom is the best pitcher in baseball, period. Period. Okay? Uh, after that, I don't know that there's just, you know, Verlander would be number two. And again, with a third one, I, I don't know that I can just say there's a guy. Th- those two come to mind. I wouldn't do Scherzer, but I'll tell you who is really good that nobody gets to see unless you live in Florida is Sandy Alcantara. He would be my third. He was lights out with the Marlins last year. Chris, hello.
4: Hey, steve um, You know, I, I was looking at the college basketball poll for the first time last night, um, this is when I start to get excited about college basketball, and and I saw, uh, FAU is seventeen and one. Um, college of Charleston is in the top twenty five. St. Mary's College, a bunch of the Big Twelve teams, and I just was thinking about why we love college basketball so much. You know, there's a tournament of sixty four teams. There's a chance for Cinderellas, and we've been lamenting for years that like college basketball is being ruined by the Blue Bloods and Sonny Vaccaro and these fake AU squads that hand out bags of cash for the top players to go to certain schools, coaches under FBI investigation. Um, and yet, there is room for smaller schools, for teams you've never heard of, to make it pretty deep into the tournament. Um, and I And I just was thinking about the parallels with what we're starting to see in college football. And I'm wondering if maybe as we're all lamenting players getting paid and it being the wild west i'm wondering if with the expansion of the playoffs and um and and maybe some money changing hands players going to different schools we've seen TCU and Cincinnati in the final four the last couple of years i'm wondering if there's space for college football to be a little bit more like college basketball and maybe some parity return to the sport. Maybe we're not seeing how this ultimately could play out in a good way, and I, I want to see what you have to say. I'll hang up and listen.
1: Okay, thank you. I'm a big history guy. History changes, right? You, I mean, it, it, what was what was 10 years ago isn't necessarily what is now, but I would say this to you. If you have uh, a 10 year look, and you look at the playoff. Granted, only four teams are there. You have less chance for A, an upset, or B, a Cinderella to get, like college basketball, to get in there. The only way that's going to change is with the expanded playoff when that happens. You'll have a better chance for. You know a smaller school, a group of five school to make it and make a run, but I think basketball is an easier sport to do that in than football is. I think football to do that is really difficult because can I mean like this year, could Tulane have beaten Georgia? I, I don't know, I mean you gotta, you gotta go play, right? Nobody thought TCU would be there, so but here's the thing that I think is a dichotomy of the sport. It was TCU and Georgia was very, very low rated. So for all the people that pine for change, right? The average American doesn't watch it. And the reason they don't is because they don't know who TCU is. So while people moan and complain, well, the same teams are there all the time. And that's true. Well, at least people are watching. But nobody knew who TCU was. Nobody watched. That's the downside of that. We don't see that in college basketball, do we? If, you know, St. Peter's, is playing Kentucky and St. Peter's wins, likely more people are going to watch that. It's an odd thing. Tony wanted me to include Brady Singer in there. He's good, but he ain't that level yet, Tony. But he's good. Marcus says, Gator Baseball started the top five or ten the last few years, underwhelmed what as you confident, it won't happen again this year. More depth. Florida's got its roster back to where it was three, four years ago. And I think they're a much deeper team now than they were before, Marcus. Now, does it mean that that guarantees anything? No, because the rest of this league is crazy, right? And Florida plays a difficult schedule. But the pieces seem to be there. Darrell says the SEC is going to be really good in baseball. Do you still think Tennessee is the team to beat? Uh, no. If I had to say the team to be to be LSU on paper, but somebody has to dethrone Tennessee, I I think their their biggest question is going to be pitching. But they're still ranked highly. Stephen says, Stephen A. Smith said the Jets could win it all with Aaron Rodgers. How much do you think Rodgers would help New York? Oh, my gosh. He would help New York. But look. Let's not go crazy here. The Jets have a championship-level defense when healthy. They are pedestrian offensively, even with Aaron Rodgers. Wilson, a rookie, did a really good job for them this year. The, The running back before he got hurt did a really good job for them, but they still need a couple more playmakers to be, in my opinion, championship level. Marcus, a theme in some of your recent calls was that a school of the stature of Florida should attract better recruits, better known coaches, spend more NIL money, etc. You were brave enough last week to point out we may have been a top-tier football program in the past, but are not at this time. Our last championship was in 08. Today's player prospects were three or four years old that can't relate to our glory days. That's true. The only thing I'd like to add is the nostalgic perspective is not unique to Gator fans. I have good friends in Nebraska and Texas, and guess what? They feel the same. Oh, yeah. No question. That That is very, very true. Because, you know, like Springsteen, man, glory days. They were good, and it's been a while. So... And I think it's, and, and Texas and Nebraska and to some extent Florida prove that it's not as easy to reclaim the mantle if you make enough errors. 1244, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF.
0: Geithville Sports Center, here's what's trending now. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon.
3: I'm Daniel Habib. The Florida Gators football team has just landed a huge commitment. Former Kentucky offensive tackle Keonta Goodwin has committed to Florida. Gators men's basketball hosts South Carolina tonight at the O'Dome. Florida is coming off of a tight win on the road against Mississippi State and will look for their fifth SEC victory of the season. Coverage for the game begins here at 6.30 p.m. Santa Fe men's and women's basketball take on Florida State College at Jacksonville tonight. The women tip off at 5.30 and the men play at 7.30. And for some local high school boys basketball, notable games tonight include Trenton against Bell and Columbia at Hawthorne. Both games will tip off at 7.30 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Daniel Haviv.
0: ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF.
1: The Road Hebrew Boys Ranch in Palatka does really good. Great work, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to know exactly what they do, how they do it, how long they've been doing it, all you have to do is Google them, and you can see their history and see what they do to help at-risk young boys from troubled homes. You can Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org, and you can learn more. But the bottom line is this. They need your help because they subsist, because of your generosity in giving them donated vehicles, all different kinds, cars, trucks, boats, RVs, motorcycles, just about any kind of vehicle, and you don't want it, they can take it because the kids repair them and resell them. It teaches them real-life skills. And don't forget, your donation is tax-deductible. To learn more again, go to rbr.org.
3: Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Here, what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry.
9: I was really looking for some top-of-the-line dentist to you know, be under their care. I mean, from the first day I came here, when you walk in, they treat you just with the utmost kindness. I've never known dentist or any uh, health care provider in my life that has the compassion towards people that they do. It's just very well worth it. When you leave, you just feel great, but if you want good quality work and dentists that really care about you as a person and your health care like that, come to Exceptional Dentistry because they are exceptional.
3: This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com.
0: Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are one FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Geaters.
1: This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sean's scheduled to be with us tomorrow, as he is on Thursdays. You can call him, email him with your questions and comments, especially after we see Florida play uh, basketball tonight. 3928255, you can email s at WRUF dot com. You know, it's interesting. Uh if you take a look at the SEC in basketball, uh there are it's it's that way really in uh men's and women's basketball. Look at the men, okay? Alabama Auburn, Tennessee, Texas A&M, all have just one loss. The next best teams are Kentucky and Florida with three. Missouri won last night, so they're even at four and four. Mike White's team is three and three. Everybody else, six teams, are below 500, and four of them, South Carolina, Mississippi State, LSU, and Ole Miss only have one league win. Tonight, Georgia is at Tennessee. What should be the game of the night, Auburn is hosting Texas A&M. And then Mississippi State is at Alabama. That might get ugly. So it's just one of those things. Florida if they win tonight, it's five and three, and would tie Kentucky, who beat Vanderbilt last night, and of course Florida's playing Kentucky here on the next few days. They're in that gauntlet after playing Carolina. That'll be interesting to see what happens. All right, let's get some calls. Has some good ones. Let's keep them up. Three nine two eight two five five. Email S Russell at wruf.com. Right on cue. Williams says Kentucky been up and down this year. How good do you think they are? Same with Arkansas, up and down. How good are they? Florida has a chance to beat them. Yes. Kentucky got better when they didn't play severe Wheeler. They Wheeler's coming off the bench now, and he's a small guard. And he's a liability defensively. And since they made that switch, Kentucky's playing better. Arkansas's issue is injury. They've had a lot of guys hurt beat up, Uh, but they're still a tough team. But but yes, if Florida plays well, can they win? Yes. How good is Florida softball, you say, this year? Three of their players named to the top 50 watch list for collegiate player of the year. Charlotte Eccles, Skyler Wallace, Kendra Falby. You know what? Charlotte Eccles has been here like 100 years. It just seems like that. Um, And Lauren Hager, I would have gotten one right. I knew she won it. Kelly Barnhill are the only two to win Player of the Year from Florida. Okay? Hager won in 2015 and Barnhill in 2017. So congratulations to them. Let's get some more emails here, but I would like calls. Don't forget... We'll have a couple of guests next hour. Um, By the way, to my first caller, if he's still listening, did I whet your appetite for baseball by giving you those names? I mean, I could – there's different aspects of baseball, obviously, that people like. Some really like pitching. Some really like defense. Some really like hitting. But there's – you know, baseball has some really, really shining stars. And I just I just it's the tip of the iceberg that I gave you. I mean, I didn't mention Mike Trout. Now he's been hurt a lot, but when he's healthy, but you know, if you let me ask you this, Sam. If I said to you who is the top player in baseball now, I think people say Otani simply because he's two way guy, which is so unique. I can't argue with that. I get Aaron Judge, because you know the home runs, but the, you, if those are a, there's so many guys that are you know a minus 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 because there's so many good players now. Who would you who you, who's your next tier? I think you'd have to include Mike Trout for the longevity of if he's healthy. And what yes, he's really done. I think you'd have to include Bryce Harper, uh, like you said, Mookie Betts, Manny Machado. Are definitely up there. If you want to include pitchers, you got to look at the recent success of Justin Verlander, Jacob DeGrom. You know, the, there's a ton of notable players in the game. The issue is they play every day, sometimes in the middle of the day, so it's sometimes tough to market your stars in baseball. But there's so many good young players, like Alcantara for the Marlins is one of those players you yeah. mentioned, who specifically falls under that category. You know, I, I'm going to see if the Mets curse continues. Jacob deGrom was really good for the Mets don't get me wrong he was not a bust but he was hurt a lot last 2 years he's 34 i think so you know he he's not 25 anymore but if that dude's healthy he will elevate Texas right away he he is still the best pitcher in baseball when he's healthy and i don't wish him any ill will cuz he plays in the american league and I'm hoping that the Mets don't have an issue with two old dudes in Verlander and Scherzer because, you know, Warren Spahn won 20 games at age 42. And then he dropped off the map. 1963, he won 21 games, I think. And then in 64, forget it. He just – I mean, he's 42, right? Right. And he was the exception. I mean, nobody then that age was doing what Sponny did. That's why he's in the Hall of Fame. But it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, where that all ends up. Jamie says, you know why I'm happy today, Steve? I'm happy for three reasons, he says. I'm assuming it's he. One, I love sports. I like listening to your show. Two, I'm a baseball fan. I love the college and, and pro baseball talk. And three, I, I hate NIL. You're not talking about it today. I'm a happy man. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. One, two more emails here before we call it uh, an hour. Uh, Brian, thinking about your question from the previous show on records that will or won't be broken in the next 10 years. Here's his two submissions. Record that will be broken and be an all-time scoring leader. Won't be broken. Ripkins consecutive games streak. Yeah. I, that would be hard. I, and I don't know what's harder. That or DiMaggio's. But neither of them is going to be broken. I mean, look. Cy Young with 511 wins, nobody will even sniff that anymore because of relief pitching and all that. Starters don't stay in the games long. That's I don't even include that because that's just unattainable. And when it comes to the Hall of Fame, with pitchers going into the Hall, th- those numbers are going to have to be adjusted. You don't have 300. It used to be 300 games, you're in the Hall of Fame. Period. Right? Well, how many guys are going to win 300 games now? In this in this age of specialization, doesn't happen. Craig will be our final emailer of the hour. Boy, this is tough. He says, see, if I just heard you rattle off the standings in the SEC, he said, which of the so-called bad teams could you see turning things around in the second half? Ooh. That's a great question. None. None. I don't say that they're only going to win one game, but I don't see anybody there that's in the second division now of, you know now, Vanderbilt is a little better, I think, than they were. But they're not going to be in the top. Georgia has a chance to be sort of, you know, middle of the pack, Missouri, uh, Florida, you know, in that. So maybe those three teams with a break or two could get a couple of more wins and then elevate. Um but we will see. But I don't think anybody in the bottom tier there is gonna jump and do much damage. I just don't see that. Um, that's our first hour. We thank you for listening. Our thanks to Gator baseball player Colby Halter. We're going to talk to a member of the Gator track team next. Bob Nightingale, USA Today. We'll talk about the Hall of Fame inductions, and we'll take your questions, calls, and comments. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF.
0: WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurriers Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Four NFL teams, two
6: conference championship games, and only one place. The one place to go DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use the code PATRICK, you're good to go. New customers can bet $5 on the conference championship games and get $200 in free bets
0: instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook by using the code PATRICK. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877 hope ny or text hope ny four six seven three six nine. Void in Ohio and Ontario. Bonus issued is free bets. One boost per eligible game, deposit, parlay, and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at
10: Sportsbook.DraftKings.com slash terms. Hi, I'm Emmett Smith, Pro Football Hall of Famer and three-time champion. Trust me, I know about joint pain. Pro Football's all-time leading rusher, Emmett Smith, talks about chronic joint pain and exciting new regenerative treatments from QC Kinetics.
0: I know what it's like to fight through pain, but now you and I, we have help. QC Kinetics.
10: QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in advanced all-natural regenerative medicine that can give you lasting relief with no drugs, no downtime, and no surgery. Do you suffer with constant pain from arthritis or injury, pain in your knees, hips, shoulders, or lower back? Don't assume steroids, pain meds, and surgery are your only options. Regenerative, restorative, natural solutions are now available. Don't let your joint pain keep you from doing the things you love. Call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation and learn how regenerative medicine can repair and restore damaged joint tissue. Make the call to QC Kinetics. Tell them Emmett Smith sent you. Call QC Kinetics,
7: 352 400 That's 352 400 Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352 400
0: Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN one FM and 8.50 AM WRUF.
1: Welcome now to a sports scene for this Wednesday, San Patosa producing. And we thank you for taking time out of your busy day to join us. This is the time of day and the time of the week when in cooperation with the Gator Collective, we bring on a Gator athlete to have you learn more about them. And heck, I learn more about them. Freshman Ramaya Elliott from the Florida women's track team, is now going to join us to tell us about her and her career and her time here at Florida. Ramaya, good to have you. Thanks for doing this.
13: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Uh, the obvious first question, why did you choose Florida?
13: Um, I chose Florida just because the environment here was very family and friend-like. Um, the coaches are amazing. The team, they just gave me a real sense of when you come here, you'll be a part of a family, a team, and working hard and doing what you have to do to be the best that you want.
1: Now, I know, you know, sometimes when athletes are younger, Ramaya, they do other things than, you know, the sport you, that you ultimately chose. When you were younger, did you participate in any other sports?
13: Um. Yeah, I did basketball all the way up until my junior year of high school. I did volleyball. And middle school, but mostly basketball
1: on track. Wow, uh, you're in uh, in the sprints. Tell us about you know how you chose that. You know, because here's what it gets me: when when you're a kid, you know, how do you decide? Like, okay, I'm going to do pole vault or I'm going to be this a sprinter. How did you decide for that specialization?
13: Well, actually, my mom really put me in track, and she noticed that like at a young age, I had like a little bit of quickness. So. Was like, she was like, oh, she's going to put me in the track team. And pretty much from there, it was 200, 400, 100 every once in a while. But it was more like two and four.
1: Do you have a favorite event?
13: Um, i say it really depends on how I'm doing. <laughs> but I <think> my <laughs> that event makes sense. Probably, <laughs> yeah, yeah, my favorite event would probably have to be probably the four, maybe. It really depends.
1: Um, what was the since you got here because you know you're a freshman Mm -hmm. what was Mm -hmm. the biggest adjustment you saw from high school to being a college competitor
13: well academically wise I feel like you have to do a lot more than high school because high school you can get by with a lot of stuff but in college like if I don't have the right grades or I don't have the right GPA I can't run so that kind of Motivated me like, oh, you have to step it up. And, and like the sports-wise, I would say it's just more training. I never did weights in high school, so the weight was new to me. But I think I just have to work even more harder to be where I want to be for fourth season.
1: Um, does your – I may ask you a stupid question here because um, mm-hmm. I'm not a track guy, but – uh, you know, indoor season, outdoor season, you know, you're in the sprints. Does training change at all because it's indoor or outdoor? Or is it basically the same?
13: Well, I'm not sure just because this is my first year, but the training, I think the training might be the same just because we, we do train outside. So it's not like we're training on an indoor track. Right. So I'm able to do like actual workouts. So I feel like, mm, I don't know. I would have to. Get back with
1: you after the season. <laughs> okay, well we'll, we'll we'll do that. Um, there's a lot of people, uh, fans, Ramaya, mm-hmm. that look at you know the the amount of money that some athletes are making via NIL, and you know they don't like this new system. Or how can you pay that much money to somebody if they haven't you know done anything at the college level? As an athlete, what are your thoughts on NIL?
13: My thoughts are it just depends on each person, but me personally, I think NIL is like a great opportunity to put your name out there, get a lot of good sponsorships, and make it fun as much as possible. And like, you can learn a lot of new things with NIL. Uh,
1: Coach Holloway, tell me about him.
13: I love Coach Holloway. He's the best. (laughs) He's really like he'll get on you because he knows that you have more than what you're giving. But also he's like a really good like mentor and it's easy to talk to him and pretty much all other coaches. Like if you have a problem, you can go talk to him or other coaches. I really love Coach Holloway.
1: When you see Mouse, please tell him I said hello. Uh, Known him a long time. Known him a long time. Um, I want to ask this too. Um, I was Mm -hmm. never uh, the, the kind of athlete that you are when when you're looking at a school like Florida and you see all the championships Florida has won in track, both outdoor and indoor, did that influence your decision? Because, you know, A, I might want a championship individually, and B, I can win. Did, did that help in the recruiting process?
13: I would say it did and it didn't. Like, I came here because I knew it was it had a great coaching program. And after they won the championship like, nationals and everything, I was like, oh, that's even – it's a bonus. I wouldn't say it influenced my decision to go here. I feel like it was more of a bonus. Like, oh, they won. So I know they're doing something right. Like, I made the right choice.
1: Final thing, academically, what are you in school for or what do you eventually want to do?
13: Um, I'm in school for, I am majoring in business, but I'm also taking the pre-med route Whoa. And, and yeah, everybody says that, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I um want to be an anesthesiologist. Oh,
1: okay. That's, that's interesting. I see in, in interviewing athletes, I just love to know what they want to do, you know, after mm-hmm. their careers and that, that sounds like mm-hmm. something that's really, really cool. Well, I appreciate you doing this and I wish you success uh as you as you continue your career here. Ramaya, thank you for taking time to talk to us.
13: Thank you, and thank you for having me. You
1: got it. Thank you. Ramaya Elliott, freshman from Indianapolis, by the way, uh specializing in the sprint events for Coach Holloway's track teams. Uh okay. Uh we'll have time for your calls here, three nine two eight two five five, and you can email srussell at wruf dot com. We will talk with uh, Bob Nightingale from USA today uh shortly here uh after or to talk about the uh, Hall of Fame selections in baseball and uh after that uh it'll be us so hopefully you'll uh call us up and talk a little sports today that would be really really nice uh all right let me get to a couple of emails you got a lot of emails today uh let's see here uh James says, what's your prediction on Brady and Aaron Rodgers? Do they both come back, if so, with which teams? How do you feel about Rodgers potentially going to the Jets? I've been asked this a lot. I think because the Jets had Brett Favre at one point. Well, if you can get Brett Favre, if you can get because they both played for the Packers, obviously. Look, I think both come back. I think Rodgers would would rather stay in green bay if he gets things his way he's already said there's some guys that he would like the organization to keep but they are under a huge uh salary cap problem so i mean it you, you can in this day and age you can become you know one one of the most important positions on a team in the NFL is that you know managing the cap, but if I had to guess today, Rogers stays with Green Bay, the logical place for Brady would be the Raiders to go back with McDaniel, and they've got great weapons there. So today. James, that's what I would say. Tony says, Singer's not going to win 500 games. I hope so. I won't be around when he does it. But uh, And he says, funny, was everyone was in love with LSU basketball if they played two real games in their out-of-conference slate. Now they're getting exposed in the SEC. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been a rough go for them. And I don't think anybody, e- even LSU, expected, you know, that to happen Uh, okay Um, let's get one more email here Ron says kind of the same thing Uh, when do you think it's time for an athlete to transfer uh, to a retire and do you think it's the hardest decision they make of course it is sometimes an athlete will just say look My body can't take this. I can't perform to the level. Joe DiMaggio did that. I mean, it's great. Joe DiMaggio had a lot of pride in what he did. And he loved baseball, loved playing for the Yankees. But he just said, I can't do this anymore. My body won't let me do this. And I'm not going to go out there and embarrass myself. That is the exception. Sometimes athletes go because they love the game hang on too long. Joe Namath did that. Johnny Unitas did that. You you don't want Willie Mays did that. You don't want to see guys that were great great players and the last thing you see of them is you know not being very good. So, yeah, that I think that is if it's not the most difficult, it's right there. N- no doubt about that one thirteen time check brought to you by Hayes jewelry Bob Nightingale comes on with from USA today and uh we'll talk about the baseball hall of fame inductions for this year ESPN 98.1 FM 850 AM WRUF
0: Gainesville Sports Center here's what's trending now on ESPN one FM 850 AM WRUF good afternoon I'm Daniel
3: Havib the Florida Gators football team has just landed a commitment from former Kentucky offensive tackle Kianta Goodwin from the transfer portal. Gators men's basketball will welcome in the South Carolina Gamecocks tonight. This will be their only meeting of the season. South Carolina comes in with only one conference win on the year. Coverage for the game begins here at 6.30 p.m. tonight. Santa Fe men's and women's basketball host Florida State College at Jacksonville tonight. The women tip off at 5.30 and the men play at 7.30. And for some local high school boys basketball, notable games tonight include Oak Hall against Keystone Heights and Columbia at Hawthorne. Both games will tip off at 7.30
0: p.m. That's
3: your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Daniel Haviv.
0: ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF. Hal Lindsey said that a
7: person can live 40 days without food, four days without water, but only one second without hope. The world can knock us down and suck the hope right out of us. Personal challenges, stress, loss, and pain, they're enough to make us spiral into despair and just want to give up. If that's how you feel, I get it. But when the Bible speaks of hope, it means a deep-rooted confidence in God's character that we can trust Him to do what He says He will do. This living hope can be ours through faith in a resurrected Savior, Jesus Christ. Regardless of our circumstances, the hope we have in Jesus strengthens us today and gives us a firm foundation for tomorrow. This is Bryant Wright, hoping that you find real hope in Jesus, speaking Right From My Heart.
13: For more on this and other topics, visit RightFromTheHeart.org.
8: Well, you did it. You're an adult now. And you know you're an adult because this is a commercial about saving money on your credit card balances, and that probably got you a little excited. Radiant Credit Union's Visa credit card has a super low introductory rate and no balance transfer fee. So now you can transfer your balances to Radiant, pay less interest, and clear that debt off faster. Pretty wild stuff, huh? Just wait until you start comparing fiber supplements. Visit RadiantCU.org forward slash balance to apply today and let us help you define your financial future.
10: ZipRecruiter.com slash free.
0: Coming up at four, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app.
1: Welcome back. We're hopefully going to be talking to Bob Nightingale from USA Today uh, to talk about the Hall of Fame induction. uh, Not induction, but the uh, people who got in. uh, And uh, it wasn't many. Fred McGriff in. Scott Rowland in. Those are the only ones. And sometimes... You know, the way baseball does it, it's kind of good because other halls of fame have, you know, every year you name X players. It's a pretty exclusive club, the way that uh, the Baseball Hall of Fame does its thing. Bob Nightingale covers the MLB for USA Today. He now joins us. Bob, I think, you know, Roland, certainly a deserving candidate let me ask you about somebody that I think gets a bad rap. That's Jeff Kent. I know he's not Mr. Personality, and I know he wasn't a very good defensive second baseman, but his offensive numbers, to me, scream he should be in the hall. Am I wrong?
6: No, you're, you're not wrong at all. I mean, he, uh, most of them run by second baseman. Most ribbies, highest slugging percentage. Uh, you know, four times he finished in the top ten in the MVP race. And you know, win it once over Barry Bonds, where a guy like Roland, you know, great career, obviously, but Roland uh, only had one top 13 finish in his career.
1: Yeah, um, Helton just missed. You know, he's he's probably going to get in the next time. It's it's fascinating to me, Bob, to see the trajectory of players that get votes. Uh, you know, Andrew Jones is certainly trending. Billy Wagner is certainly trending. Another guy to me who's deserving on his numbers is Gary Sheffield. What do you think his chances are?
6: I think he only has one more year left in the ballot, so I think he's going to fall short. I think if he gets in, got down through the Veterans Committee. Uh, take away Alex Rodriguez, and Ramirez, are both suspended for drug use. I thought Sheffield's the best player in that ballot. Uh, I covered the guy in San Diego. I mean, he was. Outside Barry Bonds, I think is the most intimidating hitter in all of baseball.
13: Wow,
1: that's interesting. Um, when you take a look at you know the, the guys of you know Ramirez and, and and even Clemens and Bonds and people like that, do you think they'll eventually get in?
6: I don't think uh, Rodriguez or Ramirez do get in. They were suspended for drug use. Right. I mean, actually, Rodriguez had the longest drug suspension in baseball history. Uh, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens never tested positive, never suspended a day, so all they did was help their teams win. Where Alex Rodriguez, Manny Ramirez, you know, severely hurt their teams. I mean, the Yankees were showing themselves in 2014 when uh, A-Rod missed the entire season. So I think A-Rod. I mean, I think uh, Bonds and Clemens eventually get in, maybe 10 years from now or so. Uh, I'm not sure about Roger.
1: Bob, you there? Yes. Okay, we lost you there for a second. Okay. Um, let me ask about relief pitchers, because it seems that the you know, the Billy Wagners of the world, uh, the dominant closers are getting a little bit more love. Do you agree with that?
6: No, I do. Uh, you know, it took it took Trevor Hoffman several times to get him too. Sure did. And uh as great as a closer it, it was, you know, it was him and it was him and Arod the whole time. I mean, him and a, uh, Mariano the whole time. So I, I, I think a, uh, I think Wagner gets in. I think with him, it took a while because people are probably appreciating the Shrek up rate percentage, the uh, walked and hits for nine innings, uh, just being that much of a
1: dominant guy. And that's my next question. You know, when you get a guy like Harold Baines who gets in, who's a deserving guy, but he's not, you know, the 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 tippy top of the echelon of guys in the hall, the veterans committee is going to take a look at different guys. Does, does that change over time, Bob? Is there a, does that committee get a second look at some of these guys and say, Hey, we missed the boat. Is that why that committee is in place?
6: It is. And I think just to get more guys in, I mean, Fred McGriff, I thought he was a hall of famer from day one. I think it's a huge difference between Fred McGriff and Todd Alton. Uh, so you know, he only got forty percent of vote, and then with the sixteen member committee, players, uh, you, you know, unanimous election. So no doubt in my mind, Jeff Kent will be in the Hall of Fame, you know, when the uh, when he's up in the ballot again in in, in three years. Um, so yeah, they try to you know take care of maybe omissions. You know, I thought same thing with Jack Morris. I thought it was a joke that he wasn't uh, in right away. I thought he was always oh, thought he was a Hall of Famer.
1: When you – I'm glad you kind of mentioned him because it segues to my next question. It used to be back in the day with starting pitchers, if you won 300 games, you were in. I mean, that that was almost an assured thing you were in. Well, I mean, now because of the specialization of the game, we're probably not going to see that. So for starting pitchers, will the criteria then, Bob, be different when it comes up for, for people like that?
6: Oh, absolutely. I mean, for years, I did not vote for Kurt Schilling. I just thought his win total was too low, was like 204 or so. But when I voted for Roy Holiday, I said, man, how can I vote for Roy Holiday and not Kurt Schilling? So I started voting for Schilling. But no, I think that dominant thing, uh, you know, now it, it it drops off. I'm not even sure you have to have
7: 250
6: wins. Well, you don't. I mean, we saw, you know, a uh, uh get in like that. So, uh, yeah, I, I think three. I don't think we'll ever see a 300 winner again. Maybe or outside shot, and that's it. I mean, but you know, outside you know obvious guys like Berlander and Scherzer and, and Kershaw. Uh, yeah, you wonder. I mean, it's got to be you know a, a complete domination. You can't be like a. I don't know if people bring up Johan Santana. Well, you can bring up Brett again too, and yeah, you win a couple of Cy Youngs. So but you got you got to be pretty excellent during other years as well.
1: Uh, I'm always intrigued by who's coming on the ballot in the next year. And two names stick out to me, Bob Adrian Beltre, if he 's not a first ballot guy, I think he 'll be a second ballot guy, but joe mauer i mean some of the some of the guys are David Wright, a Mauer who had really good careers and then sort of fell off the cliff at the end of next year 's candidates. who do you see has that has a chance to get in
6: well yeah I'm, I'm with you Beltray for sure he'll be uh... He'll get over ninety percent, and not over ninety five percent. Wow, uh, Mauer's Mauer's going to be, you know, a beloved guy among the uh, uh, analytic people. Stats, but the thing about Mauer, and he was on the Hall of Fame trajectory as a catcher, but when he moved to first base, yeah, he was hitting six, seven home runs a year, driving forty ribbies. Uh, you know, he still hit the high average. So it wasn't like he was stealing second base or anything like that. So I, I put him almost in category of Andrew Jones. Like, hey, very good player. Uh, but, man, he hit a wall. So I still think he gets in. I'm just not sure he gets in the first, uh, the first time.
1: Well, I'm going to end with this, and I'm glad you mentioned Andrew Jones because, you know, a lot of Braves fans here in the South. I didn't think, because of his precipitous fall at the end of his career, Bob, I thought that really hurt him, kind of like Dale Murphy. You know, he had great years, and he sort of fell off. But now it looks like Jones is gaining steam. Does he get in?
6: I think he gets in before he's done, and like I said, I'm almost quit. Him, quit him with the with the Mauer thing. I mean, he was he was so good to EA. Uh, you know, he was so good, but just dropped off so much. It's almost like yeah, Maurer's saying we should put in Jones, and Jones is saying we should put in Maurer. So I mean,
1: Andrew Jones was uh, tremendous, uh,
6: but man, he dropped off a cliff. He really did. but, but I do believe he gets in one day.
1: Well, we will certainly find out. Bob, always a pleasure to talk baseball with you. Where can people see your work?
6: Yeah, just on uh, yeah USA Today, USA Today.com. Yeah, thanks so much, G.
1: You got it, Bob. Thank you for your time. Bob Nightingale, a voter uh, for uh, the Baseball Hall of Fame. I love Hall of Fames, Halls of Fame, because you can debate. I mean, there, there are some people that are no-brainer candidates. You you know like Beltray, right? He's going to get in. I don't know that he's going to be a uh a uh you know 90% guy, but he's going <clears> to <throat> he's going to get in. There there is no doubt in my mind. And then there's the guys like you know Andrew Jones and people like that that we will see, but that's always fascinated me. Uh all right. The next half hour will be us, so hopefully we can end the day on a good note and talk a little sports, Three nine two eight two five five, and you can email srussell at wruf.com. Don't forget, tomorrow on the show, scheduled, Voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, also Ben Brown from Pro Football Focus, Tom Luganbill from ESPN, we'll talk recruiting and NIL with you, um, I have a lot of respect for what the work that he does and get his thoughts on what the future may be of that. So uh, he'll be with us tomorrow. 127, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, one FM, fifty AM, WRUF.
0: From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN.
7: Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their
0: experience at Exceptional Dentistry. They gave me a new mouth. (laughs) I'm stunned at how much more confidence that I have now because I have a real mouth that, um, that I don't have to cover. My dentist for the past 30 years, I feel like he got to a place where I wasn't sure what to do with me.
8: My friend and I are taking a trip to Mexico this year, but neither of us speak Spanish. So we downloaded Babbel and started learning Spanish fast.
10: Want to start getting conversational in another language in as little as three weeks? Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons were designed by language experts to be the most efficient and effective way to learn a new language. Como te llamas? Como te amas.
8: De donde eres? De donde eres.
10: Babbel's interactive lessons are created by real language teachers and voiced by real native speakers using a modern conversation-based method. So in no time, you can start speaking confidently about real-life topics in another language.
8: Nosotras vamos a México en dos días y ahora hablamos español. Gracias, Babbel. Sí, muchas gracias.
10: <laughs> Babel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babel for free at babel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's babble.com, Babbel.com, B-A-B-B-E-L.com. <coughs> when a cold comes on strong, <coughs> knock it out with Vicks Dayquil Severe for max strength daytime relief. Just one dose of Vicks Dayquil Severe starts to relieve nine of your worst cold and flu symptoms to help take you from nine to none. <sighs> Hour through your day with Vick's Dayquil Severe, the daytime non-drowsy, coughing, aching, fever, sore throat, nine to none medicine. Use as directed.
0: From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update.
11: Warm and windy early on today, then a broken squall line of thunderstorms should push through our area from northwest to southeast. Damaging wind gusts and heavy rain rates will be possible at times. Behind that line of storms tonight, skies clearing and temperatures dropping, lows in the morning in the low 40s. Sunny skies and staying breezy tomorrow afternoon, highs barely making it to 60. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski.
2: And now... Patrick
0: Show. Dan Patrick. (laughs) I would say Joe Burrow. He's kind of a boss. He acts
6: 35. He's 25, but he acts 35. I mean, the maturity level where it doesn't seem like he has a pulse. And you can feel it. I mean, it's tangible. When you're out there on the field and you're watching, and he's produced.
0: The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes. And you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF.
7: This is Gatorhead football coach Billy Napier, and you're
0: listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF
1: radio app. About a half an hour left in our program today. Tennessee Mike, hello. Hey,
7: Steve. Uh, got a football call for you, kind of draft-related of all things. Mel Copper's got a new mock draft out, Steve. But one thing real quick, I didn't hear your interview there with your baseball guest last segment, but he, did he mention Todd Hilton?
1: Yeah, he, he said he'll get in, yes, next, yeah. probably next year. I don't
7: care either way. I, I do have a question for you about that, though. I view Coors Field as a gimmick park, and it skews the stats. Um, do you agree with me on that?
1: Uh, to some degree, Yes.
7: Yeah, you almost have to look at these uh, Colorado Rockies, I guess Larry Walker or somebody I don't know who's in and who's not. You almost have to look at their road stats more than their home stats, don't you?
1: Yeah. And and I but I think it really benefits home run hitters more than, you know, singles and doubles hitters. Helton was not a prolific home run hitter. he's a good hitter.
7: Yeah. All right, Steve, um, uh Mel is making waves today. He's got a new mock draft out. I don't know if you've seen this or not or discussed it yet. It's so I apologize. but he's got four quarterbacks going in the top 10 of his mock drafts, Steve, and, and Richardson's one of them. Yep. I think I was reading. I think they're saying the highest Richardson can go is number 9. But um and he's uh, to I hate to you know, for people who pay for this stuff. He's got Will Levis going number 1, Steve.
1: Right. And that's going to change 65 times, but yes, that's true.
7: Now, we all know, I mean, mistakes are made in well, college. No, he's got Jalen pro.
1: Carter, number one.
7: Yeah, okay, okay. Well, um, we all know mistakes are made, college and pro and evaluation. It's not an exact science. Everybody talks about Jamarcus Russell. I've heard people on late-night radio saying uh, Tim Couch is the biggest bust in NFL history. But here's where I'm going, Steve. I've got a question for you. I guess it's about Levis and Richardson. If you're a Kentucky fan, Kentucky had a decent year this year. What did they go? Eight and four, something like
1: that. Uh, seven I think seven even less and, than that, yeah. Something like
7: that. Yeah. What do you do if you're a Kentucky fan? They're getting ready to pay Liam Cohen two million dollars a year to be a coordinator. You wake up and see you you had the number one pick in the NFL draft and you didn't move the needle with him. That that has to be pretty frustrating, doesn't it?
1: Uh, yes and no. Because I think there's mitigation there. You just mentioned one of the things. Okay. Cohen made a big difference in that offense. And he was with the Rams. Now, when he comes back, and they've got the NC State transfer there, Leary, we'll see if that offense rebounds. Don't forget, Rodriguez was hurt, suspended, whatever he was. And I think the biggest drop-off for Kentucky that hurt Will Levis was the offensive line couldn't block you and me. (laughs) So, I mean, I don't care who's back there, right? And and the receiver group was just, you know, it's okay. So throw all that in the mix – and you get what you got with Will Levis.
7: Yeah, I've just seen the guy play. I don't see what the scouts see in the guy that I don't. I'm not saying he's not a good quarterback, but number one pick, or I believe, or whatever, and number one quarterback taken, that just amazes me. But one more thing on Richardson, Steve. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. He didn't play the bowl game, of course, right? Right. Okay, so Florida goes 6-6, six and six, I believe, before the bowl game. Right. Um, you know, I know all the chatter, you know, new coach and all that. But um, that's a huge deal. I mean, he's a local, born and raised Gainesville dude, right? He is. He's going to be a top ten draft pick. It, would that make him? Is that would that be the highest draft pick to ever come out of Gainesville?
1: of uh, Gainesville proper, you mean? Uh yeah. Top of my head, yes, yes. I can't think of anybody top of my head
7: yeah, from okay. here. Um, yeah. Now, now Napier supposedly is an offensive guy or comes off the offensive side of the Saban tree. I'll ask you, Steve, as a Florida fan, how frustrating is it that you're getting ready to see a you know lottery NFL pick and y'all didn't do much with him?
1: Well, I'm not a Florida fan. I'm just a guy that does a sports show. Even though I went to school at Florida, right? Um, so,
7: uh, I mean, is is that something that you hear around the around the uh, sports bars when it comes to Napier? No, what the hell, did, it, it, did that Richardson.
1: No, here's what you hear. Okay. And, I, and it isn't just me that says this, Mike. It's people that have played in the NFL. It's people that are scouts. It's people that I trust who know way more than me. Okay? Anthony Richardson, for whatever the reason, was not the willing runner that he was with Mullen. I'm not sure if it was scheme or... I'm not sure if it was he was, you know, hurt. That's what some people think, that he was never 100%. Uh, the, the way that Richardson ran at Florida under Mullen was different. It was quarterback power with Mullen. They didn't do that, you know, with Richardson. And he he's never been a high-percentage thrower. He's going to be drafted on sheer talent and sheer what could be. That that That's that, yeah, what he did. is
7: clearly a developmental yes, prospect. Yes, absolutely. Of I guess what I would say, though, is is top ten uh, quarterbacks don't grow on trees, and they sure as hell don't come out of Gainesville every day.
1: No, of course not.
7: So, I mean, when you get a guy like that, I mean, uh, I'd say there are a few coaches out there that probably could get a little more out of quarterback than others, right? Uh, yeah, probably. Just kind of. Kind of a pretty big deal there, man. Last year they said the quarterback draft. They talk about, what, the Marino-Elway year, Steve. Could this be the biggest quarterback draft class since
1: that? Uh, that, That's going a long way. Uh, You know, I'm not going to say that because, once again, think of the teams that are drafting. They're bad. So the quarterback may not be very good because he's on a bad team. And in Richardson's case, He's developmental. He probably would not be a starter, you know, out of the gate. If Houston takes C.J. Stroud, he would probably start. But the Texans are awful, at least now. So
7: well, I'll leave, I'll leave it this, Steve. It's really going to be interesting to see how Richardson turns out. Oh, sure.
1: Yep. Thank you. No question. I mean, that the Gator fans, people in Gainesville, are certainly wondering that, and. I don't think there's anybody here, whether it's fan, uh, whatever, that doesn't wish AR success, no matter what he did here. Because I'm going to tell you, if you listen to the show on a regular basis, you know I have Herm Edwards on here a long time, uh, all the time. And he said something that just keeps ringing in my ear. It's about the coordinator and the offense you use. How is he utilized? What system is he placed in? You with Richardson, you're gonna to have to design an offense, in my opinion, that is his strength. Right? He's not gonna be Will Levis and sit there and, you know, throw the ball fifty times. I, I just so when you draft him and you develop him, that has got to be at the top of the list. Look at Bryce Young. A scout I talked with last week said to me, if this was 10 years ago, Bryce Young would never be a top 10 pick because of his height. I think he's six one, And in today's world, you know, quarterbacks are all 6'4", 6'5". But he said it's changed because he's that good. He's that good. So, again, it changes what teams look for change and he is going to be Richardson I'm talking about no question is going to be uh, you know one of the things we look at in terms of what he ends up doing and it may not be next year it may be he doesn't play a lot he sits he watches that remains to be seen Uh, Payton says, the people who complain that analytics are ruining baseball seem to be looking at the small picture. The big picture is that analytics helped baseball as it gave small market teams a chance to compete with little money. Tampa Bay, an example, and the Moneyball A's the first to do it. Yep, I agree with that. Uh, Let's see here. Randy uh, says, Steve, were you happy that all the people that should have been put in the hall were there, yes, I mean I wouldn't have argued if Todd Helton had gotten in, but it is like he's not gonna be. You know, you to be a f- to get in on the first ballot, you better be pretty good. I mean, you better, actually you better be really good. So no, I don't think it was, uh, you know, that big a deal. By the way, to end the program today, uh, we are. Going to be uh, talking with Coach Webster from Santa Fe College. She'll be calling in the softball coach as they open their season. Uh, and uh, she will do that here momentarily. Uh, we'll get one last email. It is from Bill. Uh, he says, Steve, glad you brought Richardson up because nobody has talked to him. Have you tried getting an interview with him? Yes. Uh, several times. Still working on it. Hopefully, that will happen. I will just leave it at that. The, the answer is yes. Um, I think now, you know, he's got an agent. He's got people who are overseeing him. Uh, there's more layers to go through now, you know, than before. But the hope is um, he'll be here. 142, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, one FM, 850 AM, WYUF.
0: Gainesville Sports Center what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Nick Diaz.
3: Florida Gators football has landed former Kentucky offensive lineman Keontae Goodwin in the transfer portal. The former five-star is the third offensive lineman to make the move to Florida this offseason and was considered the number six offensive tackle in the 2022 class. The Florida Gator men's basketball team is set to host the South Carolina Gamecocks tonight at the O'Connell Center. The Gators are coming off a 61-59 victory against Mississippi State and are looking to pick up another SEC win against South Carolina. Coverage begins right here at 6.30. In other news, former Gators tennis player Ben Shelton's run in the Australian Open ended Wednesday morning in the quarterfinals against Tommy Paul. Shelton was just one of three men representing the United States in the Australian Open quarterfinals. That's your Gainesville Center.
1: I'm Nick Diaz.
0: ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF.
1: You don't have to go through yet another year with that knee pain or back pain. People with chronic joint pain are getting real lasting relief from QC Kinetics. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics are the nation's leader in advanced regenerative medicine. Their unique protocols use healing agents from your own body to target aching joints, repairing and restoring damaged tissue so you can move again with no surgery, no drugs, and no downtime. Got shoulder pain, excruciating hip pain? If you have any arthritis pain or lingering pain from an injury, don't let them operate on you or give you more steroids and say no to the pain pills. Call QC Kinetics and see if their life-changing all-natural treatments can get you living your best life in the new year. I'm telling you, people are raving about these treatments. This is the future of joint pain management, and appointments are available as soon as the next week. Make 2023 the year you say goodbye to joint pain. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, 352-400-4550, QC
10: Kinetics. On the road, there's a thin line between safety and tragedy. Don't cross it. Give law enforcement, first responders, and service professionals the space needed to do their jobs. When you see flashing lights, move over a lane. Or slow down 20 miles an hour below the posted speed limit. See lights? Move over, Florida. It's common sense, it's common courtesy, and it's the law. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things for our planet. Resolve to recycle more, recycle paper, bottles, and cans directly, and recycle old clothes by donating them. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? This is Mark Wise with ESPN. And this is Steve Russell. And this is who? There it is. Is anyone up for a game of basketball? Listen live every Monday morning at 11 a.m. as we talk Hoops, the Gators, the SEC, and the top games in all of college basketball. Focus on the fundamentals.
1: We've gone over time and time again. You can also listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Facebook, and WRUF.com. Or listen at any time by finding Hoop There It Is on your favorite podcast platform. Hoop There It Is! There it
0: is with Steve Russell and ESPN's Mark Wise. Monday mornings at 11, right here on ESPN 981 FM, 850
7: AM, WRUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and everywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app.
1: All right, we're going to end today uh, by talking Santa Fe College athletics. Yesterday, had a chance to talk to longtime baseball coach Johnny Wiggs because they are opening their season. Well, Santa Fe College softball is doing that too. So we're going to talk to Coach Savannah Webster about her team. Savannah, good to have you. Welcome and thanks for doing this.
9: Hi, Steve. Thanks for fitting me in today. I'm excited to talk to you guys.
1: Yep, Uh, we're glad to have you. Um, I guess the first thing, just a a roster overview, coach. Uh, Look at your team. What do you like? What do you see?
13: Yeah,
9: if you if you followed us a little bit at all last year, the best thing about our roster is the experience we've got. A lot of uh, sophomores and third years. Thanks to the one good thing about COVID is we got a bunch of kids back this year, and so we've got uh, kids that have. You know two, three some even four years of college experience, so um the roster's very seasoned that's to say the least.
1: Where do you think the strength of your team may be?
9: yeah, that's interesting. you know last year I would have said offensively, I think we're gonna be really strong and that's gonna continue the trajectory um this year as well, but you know we're we're pretty strong um in the circle. We have a really good staff this year, we're returning two of our three pitchers um and then brought in a uh, Eckerd transfer and a freshman so i think this year um, we're going to be pretty strong in the circle it's
1: amazing to me you still yeah. i don't care if it's junior college or whatever the transfer i mean that that's just here to stay isn't it
9: yeah, yeah you know I, I, we've gotten lucky so far um we've got some coaches that uh call us the transfer portal place um you know we <laughs> like to take a chance on kids that that need a home that want to work hard and, and want to prove that they belong and you know we we enjoy having having the transfers and, and helping them move on to the to their next home
1: i know a lot of times when uh you have a school that's in gainesville you can recruit local talent can you tell us some of the local talent on your team
9: yeah we got a quite a few kids you know a lot of our returners um Riley schneider um is local uh Zingaro is local darian ingram's local um oh goodness sake uh kinsley durant is local um, Jalen Carter's local. I think that's five of them. I, I can't think of any, any other kids that might be local right off the top of my head, but we have five of those kids and, and they're all impact players. Uh, Story Guy is local as well. I almost forgot about her, but, um, so that's six of our kids that are, are local. Um, you know, shout out to Jason Nalling, um, and his travel ball organization. He does a really good job, um, of ushering kids to us. Um, and those are all our local sophomores.
1: Tell me about. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah,
9: not, I have a lot of locals now that I'm looking.
1: Yeah, you do. So. <laughs> if you got more, yeah.
9: <laughs> yeah, a you know, local freshman. We have uh, Jayla Clark is a local freshman as well, um, and Maddie Hewitt is a local freshman. So we're we're a lot of Gainesville, Alachua County kids, and and so that's kind of the heartbeat of our team um, when we're looking at that.
1: You know, w- one of the great things about you know coaching and whatever is is the competition you play. Tell me about your schedule. Tell me. Tell us about your league.
9: Yeah, our schedule, we're going to get battle tested right out the gate. We play, um, the number one team back to back national champions, uh, this Friday, first game out. And then we play the number five team and we play the number three team. You know, we play the number two team in the, in the country and the state. Um, yeah, we've, we've got, I think in my personal opinion, I think we've got one of the strongest, if not the strongest, um, schedules this year. And it's, uh, for us, I think when we look at it in preseason, you know, it's about how can we get better. How can we get tested early, and how can we make adjustments early? So once we get into conference, we're ready to rock and roll. Uh,
1: You know, a lot of times when fans see baseball, softball, you see, you know, hitting, but pitching and defense are really important. You mentioned the pitching. How good a defensive team can you be?
9: Yeah, yeah, hopefully a lot better. Um, You know, and we grow and grow from year to year. Um, You know, we brought in you know some kids that are you know, take a lot of value in defense. You know, we tell the kids all the time, offense is what sells the tickets and gets people there, but defense is what wins championships. So we've got a good group of middle infielders, um, some seasoned kids, um, and then have a really good corner, um, third baseman, first baseman. So we're, you know, solid defense in the outfield too. We're going to, I think we're going to flash a little leather this year.
1: Uh, I know you start, I think, at a tournament in Clearwater. When's your first home game where people can go see you?
9: Yeah, we play next Friday, February 3rd, here at Santa Fe at 1-3 against State College of Florida. And then we play um, that Saturday, February 4th, against Tallahassee Community College at 1-3. Very good teams as well. So we're open up with some strong teams.
1: You mentioned you're going to get tested right away. As far as your conference and the strength of that conference, tell us about that.
9: Yeah, I think we have one of the strongest conferences in the state. You know, we've got, you know, us, Seminole, um Central Florida went to the national tournament last year. You know, Daytona historically has always been pretty good. They're coached well, you know, so looking at all of our teams, you know, any one of us could make it to the state tournament and potentially make it to the national tournament. So, we're we've got a very strong um uh, Mid Florida conference.
1: Last couple of questions here, Coach. Um, you know, in, in doing some of Coach Walton's you know radio games and watching Florida and watching the the, the the sport of softball grow, a lot more home runs are hit, which is I think great for the game. But is small ball still an important part of softball?
9: Yeah, it's something that we've worked a lot more on this year, and it's something that we're going to rely on a lot. I think. Uh, you know, we, we tell our kids and the philosophy is to hit your doubles and home runs will come and you always want to get in the scoring position. But, you know, we're going to have to squeak out runs and, and do things that we need to do if we're not having a good day at the plate and, and having small balls is extremely important for us.
1: And you kind of mentioned, you know, in the circle, um, is it by, do you have a dominant pitcher, do you think? Is it going to be by committee? How do you think that'll work?
9: You know, I think each one of the kids bring, you know, the opportunity to be dominant. We're returning Darian Ingram, who's you know, second team all region, um, Sophie Abrams, second team all conference. And then we're bringing in Kinsley, um, you know, good division two pitchers, 5'11". And so each one of them can, can all be dominant on their own. But I think, you know, when we're looking at things, we look at it in numbers. And so I think we're we're strong with our staff together as one. And we have a a kid that's a little spinny spinny freshman that will come in and and offset the
1: kid. I love it. Uh, Well, I wish you luck. Uh, Don't forget, uh, they open up on the road of the tournament, I think in Clearwater, this weekend. And as Coach said, a week from Friday, your first chance to go see them over at Santa Fe College. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. We'll get you back as the season progresses. Good luck to you.
9: Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. Have a good
1: one. You got it, Coach. Thank you. She's done a good job over there. That's Savannah Webster, the head coach at Santa Fe College Softball, joining us here on Sports Scene. All right, we got about uh, three or four minutes left here. Uh, we got a couple of emails we will get to uh, before we say goodbye for the day. And uh, I'll get to them here. I, you know what? i, I got to tell you, how uh, do I want to say this? Sometimes when you're at a place for a long time, you obviously get a a historical perspective. The sport that has changed the most here on campus for me is unquestionably softball. Unquestionably. When softball was resurrected here in 1998, I got to do a lot of their games. And I remember Chelsea Sacchese pitching in the circle, and it was a joy to do games from this aspect. They were over fast. I can't tell you how many of those games were one nothing, 2-1. Hitters were slappers, you know, not home runs at all. Uh, it, it was just defense, pitching, and squeak-out runs. Look what the game's evolved to. Look what the game has evolved to over the years. Pretty cool. And that really has changed. And I think for the better. I think and, and I think the reason you can see that is look at the number of fans that go watch that team play. They're good. That certainly helps. And, you know, every once in a while... They'll play a 2-1 game, but a lot more homers, a lot more action in softball, and that has really elevated the sport to unprecedented success, both you know locally here and nationally. I mean, when the College World Series takes place, ESPN gets big numbers for that because those kids are good, and it's a fun sport to watch. Uh, all right, Todd... What one aspect of the game does Florida need to exploit to get the win tonight in basketball? Put the ball in the basket. I don't think Carolina is a, you know, great scoring team. If this this gets to, you know, be a low-scoring game, that favors South Carolina. That keeps them in the game, Todd. So... I think the higher scoring this game is tonight, this game, the more it, it sort of favors Florida. We will see. And don't forget, we have live coverage tonight beginning at uh, 6.30. Tomorrow on the show, all goes well. The Voice of the gator Sean Kelly, will recap tonight's game, look ahead to the gauntlet of games Florida will have coming up in basketball starting by the way with the Keontae Johnson game Saturday at Kansas State pro football focus is Ben Brown scheduled to be here we'll look NFL playoffs with him uh and we also are going to have Tom Luganbill here from ESPN to talk college football NIL future of the sport all that I really like Tom's work and uh We've had him on here before and look forward to having him back here tomorrow for a uh, Thursday edition of the show. Look forward to that. Um, I'm going to close with this. There, the last two or three weeks have been fun to do in terms of phone calls and whatnot. And now, Unless something changes, NIL is going to go in the rearview mirror because the whole Rashada thing sparked such controversy that that's been done now. And so you really start talking real sports. That's what's going to happen here, I hope. Softball starts soon, baseball starts soon, spring training starts soon. So and maybe we can talk more college basketball or even more, God forbid, NBA or NFL. I know there are people out there that like those sports. So I'd like to hear from you. I'd like to hear your thoughts on the playoffs or where the NBA is now or you know anything like that, because we're we're gonna enter a lull here between you know, mid February, where we start softball and baseball to, you know, the end of the month. Gonna be about a two and a half week, three week lull here. So I hope uh those kinds of sports can get a little more traction. But for today, we thank Sam for producing. We thank you for listening. Thanks to all of our guests today for being here. We will do this again tomorrow at noon. Some nasty weather I guess is coming our way, so be prepared for a lot of wind and rain and Let's hope it passes by, and you'll be better tomorrow. I'm Steve Russell. Thank you for tuning in to Sports Scene. You are listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Tune in tomorrow at noon. We'll do it again for Sports Scene. Enjoy the rest of your day.
0: W251CG Gainesville From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios We are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM WRE